Welcome to the IMTS Monthly Podcast Series, brought to you by the International Manufacturing Technology Show 2016. Yeah, thank you guys. Thanks for letting me know that I'm back on. That's always nice to know, isn't it? Yeah, boy, huge turnout. Uh, um, boy, the weather has been extraordinary. Across the United States, there's only been a few places where it's really not just totally lousy. I'm I'm here in Seattle. Happy New he- New Year, everybody! It's cold here in Seattle. Certainly not as cold as it is probably where you are. Um, I'll, I will tell you that uh, um, I spent a few days with my daughter. You know, the golfer. She was. We went down to Palm Springs uh, at the end of last week to work with her swing coach, which we do every um, winter. Uh, and um, and it was funny because it was like 80 degrees in Palm Springs. It was it was just fabulous down there, and people were complaining. <laughs> they were, the the residents of Palm Springs were complaining about about the uh, how it was so hot, and they weren't very happy about it. And I kept saying, "Are you even watching TV or reading the paper about what's going on in the rest of the country?" Really unbelievable. But uh, uh, anyway, so uh, we are here. It's the new year, and uh, we are back. We are uh, every every one of these webinars has been getting more and more people on it, and uh, that's really really cool that it's building up. Uh, you know, we are now officially into uh, an IMTS year, 2014. Today we are talking about um, copywriting, which. Uh, <laughs> Old somewhere, uh, which is to me the number one sales and marketing tool that you can possibly have in your in your arsenal. Uh, now, like I said, this is a, this is an IMTS year, and so I'm just I'm kind of you know this is brought to you by IMTS 2014. These webinars that are free of charge for you guys, which I think is fantastic that uh, that IMTS is uh, um, backing all this up, stuff up because the idea being that. Uh, you know, when you go to IMTS, which uh, I, um, I assume most of you have done, uh, and uh, you attend IMTS, the idea is you are going there to help you grow your business, right? That's the idea. You, you'll grow your business whether you're, whether you're going there to meet with the exhibitors or whether you're going there for education or networking or anything like that. And so uh, we thought that uh, it would be a really, really good idea that in between IMTS we would help we, we would continue to do that. We would continue to help you grow your business. And so this is so this is brought to you by IMTS. So thank you very much for joining me again today. Remember, if you have any questions, just put them in right down below, and uh, I will do my best to pay attention to those while I'm talking. If I do not see your question immediately and I do not get to it immediately, don't don't sweat it. I promise I will get to it uh, at the end when I do have uh, Q&A. Now, first thing I want to say about uh, the copywriting and uh, is that uh, um, there are there actually are a lot of things that I have already discussed in previous uh, webinars that really really tie into the the skill and the knowledge of copywriting uh, and I would strongly recommend that you go back and watch those webinars, if you have not already, or uh, as, as great reviews, certainly the content marketing webinar, the direct response webinar, last month's seven ingredients webinar, go back and watch those and uh, 
uh, be sure to uh, study those because there are a lot of components in those that really tie in with uh, um, with with the idea of copywriting. Now let me now uh, let me pull up my favorite example here of the uh, the the trade ad that I've kind of beaten up a little bit uh, um, over the last several. Uh, automotive aftermarket world. This this ad is running uh, for a company in there. And the idea being that, that, number one, if we look at this ad from a perspective of, of true, uh, uh, is it really, really any good, uh, uh, then the answer is absolutely no. It's not. It's not any good. Number one is, is, the, is, is you know, what is the headline about? We're not really sure. I mean, what is the ad about? We're not really sure. The copy is not very good. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's not, it, this is more of a PR move this is more uh, or as some of my uh, consultant friends will say is that advertising like this simply is the last desperate act of a company that doesn't know how to market itself now it doesn't mean this is not a successful company it just means that in this particular case uh, what they're doing is they're using they're using their resources in advertising and marketing uh, and they're using them poorly uh, I mean, one of the big things that, that we saw last month when I talked about the seven ingredients and, and the month before when I talked about direct response, uh, one of the big things about this ad that is missing is simply a call to action, okay? And that is certainly part of copy. Good copy is that you've got to have call to action. Um, and, uh, and they have nothing of the sort in here. But there are so many other <coughs> things that are wrong with this uh, ad. Uh, that uh, don't fit. Um, by the way, I could hear somebody cough in the background, so could you do me a favor and mute your phone, uh, anybody that uh, has called in? Uh, I'd appreciate that so that we don't distract uh, for everybody else. Um, and um, so, uh, so when we look at an ad like this and we say, okay, well, wh well what, is the, what is the flip side of this? All right? Now I'm going to show you uh, the beginning of a sales letter. and, and, and uh, and if you have if you yourself have received this sales letter uh, in the past, raise your hand and show me that you did this. But I'm going to read this to you, okay? Pardon me for doing this, but I want I'm reading this to you for a reason. But uh, uh, and I'll explain it here in just a second, okay? Dear reader, on a and, and this is a sales letter that was mailed out, all right, to uh, to um, um, successful business people, all right. On a beautiful late spring afternoon 25 years ago, two young men graduated from the same college. They were very much alike, these two young men. Both had been better than average students. Both were personable, and both, as young college graduates are, uh, as young college graduates are, were filled with ambitious dreams for the future. Recently, these men returned to their college for the 25th reunion. They are still very much alike. Both were happily married. Both had three children. Both, it turned out, had gone to work for the same Midwestern manufacturing company after graduation and were still there. But there was a difference. One of the men was manager of a small department of that company. The other was its president. What made the difference? Have you ever wondered, as I have, what makes this kind of difference in people's lives? It isn't always a native intelligence or talent or dedication. It isn't that one person wants success and the other doesn't. The difference lies in what each person knows and how he or she makes use of that knowledge. And that is why I'm writing to you and to people like you about the Wall Street Journal. For that is the whole purpose of the journal, to give its readers knowledge, knowledge that they can use in business. This letter has been, uh, uh, has been sent out it was, was originally written in 1974 and was used by the Wall Street Journal up in, uh, for something like 30 
regularly mailed out as its letter, and it went on, and, and of course this is not the whole letter, it's, you know, it, it goes on to uh, talk more about the, um, the benefits of getting the Wall Street Journal and why it's important to them. But this, this letter, uh, and if you are interested in seeing the entire letter, I will be happy to uh, send it to you. or put, I, I might even just put the whole letter on uh, the web page that will have the archive of this, this program, which, oh yes, by the way, we always record these programs. We will archive this, and, and I will send you the link immediately after I get it set up, which should be either later today or tomorrow. But this letter, used over over 30 years, I believe, by the Wall Street Journal, brought in over $2.1 billion in new subscriptions and has been widely considered in the marketing world, in the direct response world, in the you know, in, in, in the advertising world, has, has been, is widely considered to be the number one sales letter of all time. Now, now, now look at the difference between, you know, a sales letter like that versus something like this. Now, yes, granted, this is a trade ad in a magazine. This is a mailed-out sales letter. But really the point is, is, that they, is, is that their purpose is the same, uh, or their purpose should be the same. Their purpose is to get some type of response from their target market, to reach their target market, to connect target market, to respond to them. So, and the difference between these two, bottom line is copywriting, okay? It, you can, there are so many things that are different about the two pieces uh, that, and so easy to see. Copywriting is so important, but why is it important? Well, number one, good copywriting, and this is really, really critical to understand. Good copywriting is salesmanship in print. Now, the reason why I've got print in quotations is because, obviously, it's not just print we're talking about. It's all marketing tools that you can use, whether it's whether whether it, it is a direct, you know, a sales letter type of thing like the Wall Street Journal, whether it is a a mailing, a, a, a different type of mailing, a different type of direct response mailing, whether it's a trade ad, okay, whether it's an email, whether it's an internet, uh, you, you know, whether it's your website, whether it's a promotion, whether it's uh, even in person, uh, you know, you would never talk to people like that company did in their ad. You know, that was that's a very very corporate way of speaking. Which is, which is more talking at people than it is talking uh, with people. So salesmanship in print, because, because what we want to do is when we are not face-to-face -face with somebody, and certainly face-to-face -face is the number one way to make any type of sales, uh, uh, is, 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 pro is the top tool to use. But if we don't have the ability to have face-to-face, -face, if we don't have the luxury of having face-to-face, -face, then we want to use all the other tools to, to help sell our product. Now, that's marketing, okay? That's what that, that's what that is. You know, I mean, you know, let's keep the, uh, uh, let's try to keep the, the, the definitions of things as simple as possible. You know, I mean, there are big discussions about, oh, what, you know, what's the definition of sales, what's the definition of marketing, all this sort of stuff. I just look at it as, okay, the, the objective for all of these is the same thing. Ultimately, the idea is that we want to make a sale. 
Okay. Now, uh, and, and and the simple way of looking at it is, okay, if we are if if we have a sales situation, then a sales situation is we are having a human to human contact. It's just I just. I just do it. I just think of it that way. That it's a very, very simple thing. Now, that human-to-human -human contact might be face-to-face, -face, in person. Okay, it might be on the telephone, in person. It might even be something like this. Okay, where we're sort of connecting with each other. But actually, you know what? I'm going to say no because because I can't see you. So, uh, so no. But but. Sales is when I, you, and I are communicating back and forth in an immediate fashion. All right. Um, the uh, 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 and marketing is when we don't have that opportunity. Okay, marketing is when I'm sort of communicating with you, but there's really no uh, you know feed to it. Um, let's see, what do we got here? Somebody's got a question here or a comment. Um, um, given the short time and attention span allotted for a sale, is there an issue with the length of the original? Ah, is it still effective? Is there is there uh, an issue with length. Here, here's something that you really got to understand. Okay, first of all, the, the, the Wall Street Journal letter, I think, is, uh, if I remember right, is something like 781 words. Okay, um, is it is it too long? The only time something is too long is when it's boring. All right. If it's boring, then 10 words is too long. The only time it's too long is when it's boring. I have seen. 90-page sales letters that have brought in hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars worth of business. Okay, so just keep that in mind. Length has very, very little to do with it. The length of any type of ad or any type of uh, of um, of marketing piece. Um, now, uh, so it's good salesmanship in print. Okay, it is the message to your market. Now, we, you know, we talked about this. Uh, um, once before, where I, I uh, you know, I talked about how uh, marketing to me is is where you are you are matching your message and your media to the market. These are all matching together, uh, and it's uh, the market is defining who your target market is. All right, being very very focused on knowing exactly who your market your your target market is. Uh, defining them, knowing who they are, knowing where they are, uh, and your message is is to that market. Nobody else. It's just to that market. And then the media that you use, what the type of media that you use, whether it's direct response, whether it's uh, I mean, whether it's a, a direct mail piece, whether it's a, a fax, whether it's an email or any of that stuff. That's what you use to communicate the message. With the market, and these are all connected together, looking for that moment when that prospect becomes a buyer, when they say yes. So, so the key is that the message matches the market. So does the media. Everything matches with the market, and that message that we are using in any one of our marketing tools. Uh, and, and every time we are communicating with people, that message is something that they want to receive, that they are happy to receive, they want to receive. It is something that they that that it it joins the conversation in their mind, as we've discussed before as well. Okay. Now, in copywriting, now one of the things you know, this is a one-hour program at at, at most, uh, uh, and yet there are a 
there are a lot of components of really, really good copywriting. If you want to be a student of copywriting, where you really, really get good at this, and I certainly encourage you to do this because this might be, as I say, this is the number one skill that you can learn. You know, but but these are, and this might not even be the complete list, but this is what I came up with yesterday is, is being all of these things are are components of successful copywriting, all the way from market research to your avatar. We talked about your avatar once before. You know, all of these, you know, all the way to, um, you know, to the close, to getting the person to say yes to your, to, uh, your, your uh, sales proposition. So what I've done today is I'm picking out a handful of these so that I can, talk, I can touch on some of these things that I hope will help you immediately immediately write better copy and not just uh, write better copy but if you have other people doing your advertising doing your marketing that you understand what is really really uh, key to good copywriting so you can ask the questions and you can say wait a minute this is not this is not uh, accomplishing what we are setting out to do here so I'm pulling out some of these I'm pulling out five or six What makes you different, okay? What makes you different? What is the message that you can send to your marketplace, to your target market, that gets them to say, yeah, you, you know, you are, you're, you're different than everybody else. Now, uh, now, you know, there are a lot of different terms for this. Again, you know, we're getting into that thing where it's like, like, what is the definition of marketing? What is the definition of sales? You know, well, we get into this, this, you know, is it, is it the USP, which stands for, you know, your, your um, unique sales proposition, right, that you have, or, you know, or a branding proposition or value proposition. Okay, the, the, you know, who, let's not get into semantics about all that sort of stuff. It's just what makes you meaningfully different to your target market. And I will use USP as, as, as the term that I'm, I'm, I'm going to use today because it's nice and short and simple is what is it that you can say to your customers or to your prospects that they, their radar are going to say, oh, yeah, you're the one we need to work with, okay? And in copywriting, you need to know your USP because that's what you're going to be sharing with them. So number one, whatever, whatever you say is different about you, if, you know, or, uh, or sometimes the question that, that people will think about is they'll say, okay, uh, why should people do business with us? All right, I'll ask people, why should people do business with you? And, uh, and, uh, and whatever answer you come up with is what you are saying to your target market are those reasons. But is it different than what the competition is saying to them? So is the USP that you're sharing really, really different? Now, if I am that prospect, is that difference really important to me? Okay, is it important to me? You know what? A lot of times companies will say, oh, here's what, you know, here's, here's why we're really, you know, we're successful because we've been in business for 110 years. Well, you know something? As a buyer, I could care less. I don't care how old you are. All I care about is are you going to take good care of me? Are you going to deliver me good products? Are you going to deliver on time? Are you going to take care of them? Are you going to service me? Are you going to do all this stuff? And, uh, you know, the 110 years you've been in business probably has no, you know, doesn't have a lot of impact on me. You know, and it's stuff like that. But you see, see, we as marketers, we find things that we feel like, oh, these are really, really important. You know, you know, well, they might be important to you as a marketer, but they're not important to the to to the prospect. 
You know, what is it? Is that, that difference important? Is your product valuable to me? Is it, is it, does it really, really fit with something, with a challenge that I've got, a problem I've got, an opportunity that I have? Is it really, really valuable to me? Is it something that I agree I need? Okay, you know, we've often, you know, I've brought this up before, I might have to talk about this in a future, it's just, just focus on this one, is that, you know, we think everybody in the marketplace needs us. Um, but you know what, not everybody agrees that they need us. That's the thing. You know, there are two parts to, to finding a really, you know, you know two parts, I've got, you know, two parts. There, there, are, there are two parts to, to, to somebody becoming a really, really true prospect for you. You know, the first part is that they, they fit the definition, they fit the profile of your target market. That's just the first part, you see, but most companies fall into the trap of thinking that's it, that's the only part, that if they fit into the profile of our target market, well, they need us. Well, the second part is interest. You've got fit, you've got interest, all right? The interest is whether they believe they have a need for you. And if they don't, if they don't agree with that, well, you are never going to sell them, all right? So, you know, they have to agree that they need your, your stuff. Is it copyable? Is it, are you promising something that other people are promising? Are you promising the same thing? Are you, say, you know, if you say to me, well, you know, we have great service. Well, so what? That's a gene that is a vague generality. That is not a meaningful specific to me. You know, great service me. You know, I don't know what that means. Does it mean you answer the phone, uh, or does it go into voice? Does it automatically go into an electronic computer system? Okay. Uh, does it does it mean that that you deliver on time? Does it mean you personally deliver the products? I don't know what that means. So if you're using generic terms in your copywriting, uh, and and in your messaging to your marketplace, uh, and they are terms that other people are using, uh, then you're not different. You're simply just, you're, you're just, you, you know, you're just, just like everybody else, you know. And is it memorable? Do, is it something that I'm going to remember that, oh, yeah, this company is, uh, is you know, they, they do this. They are different, you know, because they do this. Now, the reason why I say is it memorable is because, remember, we go back to the, the, the marketing, you know, I had like a pyramid there or, or, or uh, uh, you know, triangle there that, that, had uh, you know market message media and moment because you see moment is when that prospect or when that when that person who who we've been communicating with when they make that decision that yeah you know uh, the lightning bolt has come out of the sky struck me in the middle of the head and it says and and has said uh, you know oh I need that okay so are is it are they going to remember that because we don't we, we don't often know when that's going to happen so. So is it different? Is it important? Is it valuable? Do I agree I need it? Is it copyable? Uh, and is it memorable? Uh, so, so, like, 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 so for example, when you sit, the way you figure this out, all right, you need to sit down and you need to, you know, write out what are the benefits that you provide for your marketplace that you can share in your messaging that they will find you know, to be important to them, to be valuable, to uh, to be memorable, to be all that stuff. So you're writing this stuff down. I like to say you write down benefit A, B, C, D, E, and then maybe benefit X and maybe benefit Y. Then you also sit down and you write out the same benefits that your competition can say 
that they deliver. Now, Matt, now here's what often happens with people, is that, is that they will, uh, you, when you go through this exercise of comparing you to the, com uh, to, to the competition, uh, you know, and you start writing down these benefits that you've got, and then you start doing the same thing for the competition, well, guess what? It ends up being, wow, benefit. they've also got benefit A, B, C, D, and E, which are the exact same benefits that we're saying that we're delivering to them. So you see, those basically cancel themselves out in our list because we're, because we're not looking to tell our marketplace that we are the same. What we are looking to do is tell them that we are different. We are meaningfully different. We are, we, are, we are different in a valuable way to the marketplace. And these are things that we're going to use in our copy, is we're going to tell people in, with meaningful specifics why we are different than the competition. Because again, you know, and I've used this slide before, but we, we have to keep remembering, we have to get into the mind of the customer. We have to join the conversation that's going on in their mind. And essentially what they are saying is, why should I buy from you versus every other option available, including doing nothing or whatever I'm already doing? And if you cannot answer that question satisfactorily, then they are not going to buy from you. And that's the message that we are sending out in our copywriting. So we need to know what makes us different before we can even start to write good copy. Now the second thing that I want to talk about uh, with, you, with you today are headlines. Headlines. And when I say headlines, I'm talking about not only like the headline of a letter or the, the headline of a trade ad, um, but you know, your subject line in your emails, uh, anything that is the first thing that they're going to see that is going to be the, the, the thing that they then say, oh, that's, I, I need more information, I need to read more about this, okay? And David Ogilvy, uh, you know, who is, um, I'm sure a lot of you know who David Ogilvy is, uh, you know, he was a, a very, very famous, very successful advertising guy, uh, you know, helped start Ogilvy and Mather, uh, and he said that the headline is 80% of copywriting, 80% of successful advertising, 80% of, of, of getting the customer to, to, make, to take action. Because if you don't get them to, to go beyond the headline, then you got nothing, right? It's, it's no different than saying, you know, you send an email to somebody and they read the subject line, and if the subject line does not pique their curiosity or, or does, not, does not join that conversation in their mind where they say, oh, yeah, i got to learn more about this, if they don't do that, then they just, you know, they delete you and they and, and they move moved on. So, so let me share a couple of uh, 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 let, me, let me share you, share with you an example of, of a headline that has been used for many many years, over and over again. But this, I actually pulled this headline out of this past weekend's Parade magazine because they were because the publisher's clearinghouse was was trying to get people to sign up for their uh, uh, um, for their sweepstakes, right? And there's the headline, you know, they laughed when I filled out my entry, but guess who's laughing now? All the way to the bank, right? You know, well, like I say, this is a really, really old type of headline, but this headline just continues to work over and over and over again. The first example of this headline being used, and I don't even know what year it was, but you can kind of guess, but this was it. They laughed when I sat down at the piano, but then when I started to play, wow, you know, See, this type of headline is something that joins the conversation in somebody's mind in, you know, that, that, that it, it calls out people, like for example, 
if you don't want to learn how to play the piano, then this means nothing to you, right? It means absolutely nothing to you, and you will continue to go on. But if you want, if, if you want to learn how to play the piano because your friends, uh, uh, because, because your friends laugh at you, or your friend, you know, you want to become more popular or something like that, then that's what this headline is going to accomplish. It's going to get you to read, to start reading the rest of the ad, the trade ad, or the uh, letter, or the email, or anything like that. The headline has to grab them. So let's talk about headlines and what goes on with this. Okay, how, how you know, what types of headlines? Uh, can you use to pique people's interest? One of the most popular headlines is the list type of headline. So, for example, what I'm talking about is where you say, where in your headline you say something like, seven tips for writing headlines. You know, 12 ways to um, um, save money on, uh, you know, to uh, cut cut down your your downtime or something like that. Um, that that if it's something that people want to learn about, if they want to know more about, it's going to cause them to want to continue reading it. And lists are very, very popular. Now, what you can do to add to that is you always want to try to use impact words when you're writing these things as well. So, see, seven tips for writing headlines. I mean, it's nice, but it's pretty, you know, pretty soft as far as, as what I would call in using impact words. But we can improve it by saying seven killer tips for writing irresistible headlines. Now, that is probably going to do a much better job of jumping into somebody's head, and they're going to say, yeah, I, uh, that's going to help me uh, do a better job of writing, writing my headlines. Another thing that you can do in, in headlines, and this, and this works in, and these work in any type of media that you want to use, all right, uh, is to pose a question or pique their curiosity so that they say, yeah, I want to learn more about this. You know, are, you know, the example here, are you making these headline mistakes? Oh my gosh, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I write headlines all the time. You know, um, gee, maybe I should see if I'm making any of these mistakes, right? So that piques their curiosity. It makes them want to, want to go. You can create a sense of urgency with headlines. So for example, you know, the deadline for getting your bonuses in two hours. You know, we're, you know so a lot of you got the email this morning. It says, you know, hey, you know, we're starting in one hour. Okay, that is a that was a sense of urgency headline or subject piece, uh, um, and uh, uh, let's see. Oh, I got a couple of questions in here. Um, let's see. Uh, um, is anybody having issue with the audio? Cutting up. Check my setting. It's not at my end. Um, don't know. You're the only one I've I've heard from. Does it benefit to use a promotional sales flyer. You know what? The tool doesn't matter. Uh, here, here's the thing is, is that, again, you're matching your, 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 you're matching your, your market, your message, uh, and, you know, and, and your media. So um, it's like asking, you know, can, you know do, we, uh, uh, do we use, um, um, does email work? Or do, uh, does social media work? Or does anything else work? Um, if, my, if my market it accepts that type of uh, tool, then it, then it doesn't matter what the media is. So a promotional sales flyer can be just as effective as anything else. Um, yeah, John Capel's uh, first print ad, thank you, Bill, uh, that they all laughed was in 19, 1926. It's a really, really old, but, but you can see, you know, I'm there. Parade Magazine used it last week. Um, and uh, well, some people are saying they hear me fine, and others are saying uh, intermittent lapses not too often but uh, 
Um, so that's that's all I can tell you there, uh, Claire. Um, so creating a sense of urgency uh, is a great way of using this, and then a, a how-to headline. You know, how to fill your funnel with hot prospects. You know, how to get people to read your emails. How to get people to respond to your to your messaging. You know, um, these are the these are also and these are the types of headlines that are very very successful. Um, the next thing that I want to talk about is tell me a story. Now, what you know, his, history is, um, you know, is rife with the fact that you know we've all learned. You know, you know, throughout history, we learned about things through storytelling. You know, whether it was grandpa or dad sitting there and telling the kids stories, whether it was the town crier telling telling stories of what's going on in the other towns, um, you know, around the campfire, or not campfire, but around the fire. You know, storytelling is just part of our ilk. And and when you can when you when you change your messaging into storytelling. People accept it better. It's much. It's the. It's one of the strongest reasons why the Wall Street Journal letter has been used for so many years. And the they all laughed. It leads into a story. You know, they all laughed when I sat down at the piano. Well, that just leads right into a story. You know. Uh, you know. One of the things that's mo super super popular these days are the TED talks. Uh, and a lot of these talks. In fact, most of these talks are stories. That people are telling uh, that convey a very powerful message. So telling a story, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's funny because sometimes people will say, "I'll say, I'll say, okay, let's let's come up with what what is the story that we can tell that will be compelling enough that people will want to listen to your story." And uh, and there's a whole list of things that you can do to tell a great story. Now. The, People will say to me, oh, we don't have a great story. We don't have something like that. And then I'll say, well, really? How did your company start? Oh, well, my, uh, you know, my husband was an engineer uh, at this company, and you know, he was working on these particular you know, problems that people were having, and he, and he thought, oh, the answer is that you know, the, the, the company that he was working for wasn't really giving the, 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 the best answers, and some other companies were uh, not giving the best answers. And he came up with an idea that was way better than anybody else's, and, and blah, blah, blah. See, that's a story. That's a story. The story of joy manufacturing, for example. Uh, um, uh, one of my college roommates um, was a, a uh, great-grandson of the founder of joy manufacturing, you know, which uh, I, I, I don't know if they still are, but at one time you know, they were the largest uh, uh, mining equipment manufacturer in the world. Uh, and uh, uh, and the story behind it was simply that his great grandfather went to college, I think Colorado State, Colorado School of Mining, or something like that. Uh, got two degrees in four years, uh, and then went out and instead of getting a job that that fit his degrees, he went and started at the very very bottom. He went working in the mines. He was he worked he went down there with the lowest job possible. Went into the mines, worked side by side by by you know getting dirty and dangerous and everything like that. And while he was there, he learned what was wrong. He, he thought I can make better machines. That will that will be safer for these guys. That will be more more productive, more effective, and that was the story. See, it's a great great story, and many companies have that type of story, you know. Or what interesting event happened to cause change 
in your company that 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 oh you shifted you shifted your strategy your long range strategy you you shifted your focus of your company you know what what interesting event happened what discovery did your company make or did, that that you know people in your company made that uh, um, you know made a huge difference you know how did you help a customer customer stories are used all the time by famous companies, you know, by, by large successful companies. We've all heard stories about Nordstrom. We've all heard stories about FedEx and UPS and pizza delivery and all these things. We've all heard these stories. And the reason why we've all heard them is because they work. And guess what? They're memorable. We remember those stories. You know, and, and probably most important of all is how can you then help your prospect be the hero, all right? If you, you know, by, by turning that story into something that makes them the hero of, of, of the story. So if you can tell your story in your messaging, that is really, really powerful. Never talk down to or at a customer. Now let's go back to this, this ad, my favorite ad here to pick out. All right, let's pull this copy out again. I'll take a look at it once again. The Intermotor brand has built its reputation by engineering, distributing a full line of genuine. See, see, this is not talking with the customer. This is not storytelling. This is not grabbing their attention, anything like that. This is talking at their their prospects, talking at people. This is this is simply a uh, uh, an announcement of what they have and what they do. An announcement and thinking that somebody's going to respond to that, react to that in a positive manner. But let's look at this one, okay? Fix your expense reporting and save lots of money. Or keep doing what you're doing and don't. That's an insult. That's talking down to your customers, basically saying to them, well, you know, you know you're, all, you're doing it wrong, okay? And if you don't fix, you know, we're going to fix your expense reporting and save you lots of money. Um, but if you don't work with us, well, then obviously you're, you're going to lose a lot of money, all right? So that's talking down to people. So you never, ever want to do that. Don't ever talk down to people. You know, another thing is don't be, don't, don't be clever. Don't, you know, being clever, uh, humor can work, uh, can work very, very well. But I would say that 90-plus percent of the time when companies try to be clever or try to be funny or something like that, it just fails, all right? It just totally flops. Uh, I've you know, seen it over and over and over again. Uh, um, here is a great example of, uh, you know, this company is an eyeglass company. So they thought, oh, this would be very, very clever, you know, to put this out. That was in, in less than a week after, you know, so many people complained about this, um, uh, that all of their ads, all of their billboards, everything was taken down and removed because uh, people were complaining so much. And, and they were just trying to be clever. They just said, oh, you know, we'll, try to be a little, we'll be a little bit risque. We'll be, uh, uh, you know, a little double entendre here or something like that. And, you know, uh, um, and, you know it's, it, it's, don't do that, right? Don't do that. You know, they're, they're, uh, leave, leave that to the pros that uh, really, really know, know, know what they're doing. You know, the fifth thing is start a swipe file. This is huge, okay? This is really, really huge. Start a swipe file. If you don't have a swipe file, start it today. And what I mean by a swipe file is where you start to collect examples of great ads, great messaging, 
great direct, direct mail pieces, um, online pieces, emails, everything. You start collecting these and you put them in your file. Now, you know, a swipe file, you know, where, where are you going to get these ideas? Well, you can get them from your mail. Like I say, when you go through your mail, uh, um, let's see. Oh, let me let me let me finish this, and then I'll get I'll get to some of the questions. Okay, um, from from your mail, uh, you will find all kinds of stuff. You know that uh, uh, you, typically we stand over the trash can and we start flipping stuff out. We start throwing things out. But what we should do instead is we should start to look at this stuff and ask ourselves, okay, is this actually a good example of of, uh, of marketing? Um, probably if you're throwing it out, probably not. But look at stuff that attracts your attention, and you say, "Oh, I like that. I'll keep that." You put that in your swipe file. Like for example, the uh, you know they all laughed when I sat down at the piano uh, uh, until they until I started to play. Okay, see somebody put that in their swipe file and saved that, and that has been used over and over and over again because it works. And Parade Magazine is using it right now. Uh, you know, so you can uh, you can find these in your mail. You can find them in magazines. Look for great examples of ads in magazines. Uh, um, you, know, you know, I'm always grabbing magazines and looking through them, and uh, I will look at headlines and I will look at copy, and I'll say, okay, that's a really good a good example. You know, are they talking to their marketplace? Is that is that a really really good good example? I rip it out. I put it in my uh, um, swipe file. I'm looking at TV ads. Uh, you know, on, on TV, you know, for that stuff. I'll tell you in just a second how to capture that. Okay, online, same way. Looking at online emails, people that are sending to me. You know, what can I use, and how can I use it, and what can I, what can I steal? Look at billboards, just as much too. Now, the way I capture this stuff, obviously, is, is, uh, um, you know, if it's if it's print or that type of stuff. If I can print it out, then I will put it in my in my file. But I will also, I will use my smartphone, and I use. Uh, uh, an app called Evernote, and I'm sure a lot of you know Evernote, probably even use Evernote right now. But I can take a picture of something, and I can put it into my Evernote app, which, and then I can tag it, and I can uh, include that, uh, uh, and I can, and I can, uh, you know, put, I can put it in uh, different folders. Uh, and Evernote is fabulous. It's just a really, really simple way of, of, of keeping, keeping all this stuff. And that way, then when I'm going to sit down and I start to look at writing a, a new ad or writing a new marketing message, then after I've determined the benefits uh, and all that stuff, I will then start to pull out ideas from my swipe file. And I might say, okay, uh, I'm going to steal this idea. And I'm going to compose it. In, you know, I'm going to steal this concept, and then I'm going to kind of twist it and compose it uh, in the way that fits my needs. So the Parade Magazine headline, which is so powerful, you know, they all laughed when I sat down. You know, you know when I sat down at the piano, well, they turned it into well, they all laughed. You know, when I filled out my form. Okay, so uh, you can do that and set it up in your own fashion. And uh, and and use that. So 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 you know I mean I rec again I recognize we have a short amount of time here. Um, copywriting is one of those skills where it can take a long time to learn to learn this stuff. Um, but for right now, think about this stuff that we just talked about. You know what makes you different? Number one, you know, and this is a question that a lot of companies just do not have an answer to. You know. 
too many companies, I say, why do people do business with you? Well, they say, well, because we have high quality, we have great service, and we have good prices. And you know what? That's, that's benefit A, benefit B, benefit C, and your com competition is going to write, my, you know, our top thing is we have, we have quality products, we have great service, and we have good prices. And those negate each other, okay? It does not make you different, all right? The headline is 80%. Remember, in or we got to get people to open our emails, open our letters, uh, open, uh, want to read uh, uh, our brochure, you know, our promo sales sales piece, or anything like that. You know, we want them to stop in our booth uh, at a trade show if we're exhibiting. You know, the headline in our booth. I'll give you an example right there. Is that so often I'll be walking through a trade show, whether it's IMTS or any other trade show. And, and what's the biggest message in, in a booth? It's the name of the company. Well, if the, if the name of your company is not IBM, if the name of your company is not like one of the largest companies you know, in, you know, in the business, well, then you, I don't care. I don't care what the name of your company is. You've got to give me a reason to stop in. And if, and if, if the, the biggest thing in your booth is the name of your company, well, I might just keep on walking because you haven't given me a reason to stop in. Uh, and... Uh, uh, so headline, tell me a story about your company. Tell me a story about why this is going to be, you know, be beneficial for me uh, that, that works for somebody else. You know, to think of all the stories, like, like I say, like, like the idea that Nordstrom, for example, you know, has you know, their risk reversal is that they offer you know, full money-back guarantee. And uh, so people actually buy stuff. Or Zappos. You know, the story of Zappos is... You know that they wanted to be a really, really great customer service company, and if you go in and you look up Zappos and start looking at stories and messages about them, uh, um, you know about them, they are stories, is what they are. So there's stories about how Tony Shea started the company. There's stories about customers that they've they've worked with and they've helped. You know, storytelling. Never talk down to or at at a customer. Uh, don't don't be clever. You know. You know, and be be sure to start a swipe file so that you can steal from other success. And not just to swipe file from your industry, not from the manufacturing technology industry. Start a swipe file from all industries because the best thing you can do is take take something from a completely different world, like the food industry or the medical world or a computer world or something like that, and then bring it back into manufacturing technology. So. That leaves us time for some questions, and we've got it. We've got a number of questions here. I want to make sure that I try to get to these as, as much as possible. Well, the question, you know, the example of, uh, uh, you know, of, of an effective headline. I mean, the best, the best example that I just shared is that uh, parade headline of no, "Don't talk down to." Here's something to think about doing: is to go in and Google, you know, best headlines ever or something like that, and you're going to find um, that, that there are uh, there are some really, really uh, good sources for great headlines that you can take and then you can, you can just pull them out and uh, uh, manipulate them and uh, rewrite them in your own way. Here's something to remember about, uh, and, and you notice I, I have used a couple of consumer uh, product companies as, as examples, and that is that, you know, we are not, uh, um, uh, we are not different when we're at work than we are when we're at home. I mean, we're just we're just working on something different. Our focus is different. You know, people will say, "Well, my market is different." And I say, "No, you, 
your market goes to the movies, they drive cars, they go out to dinner, they have kids and grandchildren, they, uh, uh, you know, your market does all the same things that every other market does because we're all people. And, you know, and this idea of like that ad that I showed you that was not a good, not a good ad is that they're, they're trying to think like a corporation and they think that, that, that somebody else on the other end is, that, that a corporation is reading that ad. You know, corporations don't read ads. Corporations don't read sales letters. Corporations don't read this stuff. People do, all right? You're talking to people. So, uh, but to get some examples of some ads, I would just absolutely go in and Google uh, um, greatest headline, uh, some headlines, greatest headlines of all time. You're going to find some really, really good stuff. If you cannot find it, let me know because I've got some sources uh, and I've got a few. I've got a few things. I'm I'm happy to, to send send them to you, uh, and I'll probably put a, even put a, a a link on there. Uh, uh, let's see. Do I feel? Oh, there you go. I just answered this. Do I feel B2B is different uh, when composing as, as opposed to B2C? And the answer is no, uh, because I'm talking to people. Uh, um, you know the. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, you could you could think about it that the the Wall Street Journal ad was okay. Technically, it was a you know a B2C ad, but who's it who's it who's it really aimed at? It's aimed at people who want to be super super successful people. So it's really coming from a business perspective. No, the the most successful advertising always is is something that is talking to people. All right, it's not talking to a business. People do not do business with businesses. They do business with people. Uh, you know, yeah, Tom's is a great example. You know, people are sending it, sharing in some, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, um, uh, other examples. Uh, will brighter color ads be more likely to catch the customer's eye? Well, you know, that's, uh, you know, see, if, if we're getting into, uh, like, rules of advertising and things like that, um, brighter colors, yeah, of course they grab, they, they grab somebody's attention. But, they, you know, yeah, they have to look at you first. Yes, absolutely. Um, and then what are they going to look at? They're going to look at your headline. That's what they're going to look at. Um, and, uh, um, you know, there's, there's also kind of a rule in advertising. Like if you're talking about trade ads, um, that if you're going to advertise in a trade magazine, for example, uh, that it is better to run a smaller ad all the time than to run one great big four-color ad, you know, once a year. Uh, that you're better off running a quarter-page black and white ad 12 times a year or six times a year or something like that than it is to, to, to blast out a, a, a full-page, you know, four-color ad. Because frequency is much more, uh, um, uh, frequency is, be, is a better uh, di um, dictator, dictator, no, uh, uh, a better way of uh, grabbing people's attention. Than uh, just one big blast, but yeah, okay, you know, I mean, if you got the if you got the budget to use color, color is always color is always good. Um, what is the best medium for copywriting? Every single marketing tool that uses copy, it's copywriting. If you're using copy, it's copywriting. Every single medium. That's why copywriting is so important. Remember, market, message, media. It doesn't matter what the tool is, you're still, your message still has to be powerful, compelling, different, 
you know, give me a reason, okay? How do I feel about white space? Um, okay, um, white space does not sell. Um, white, white space, it does, it, it uh, uh, I mean, I mean, I know, see, that's a design component. And quite frankly, my experience with that is that uh, there is a place for white space, okay? I'm not against having a good, good design component. Um, but the bottom line is, is that you want, you want response to your ad. Every single marketing piece that you use has to be, should be, must be response driven. All right, we, talked about, we talked about that in the direct response webinar a couple of months ago. Um, I would certainly go back and look at that again if, if you haven't seen that, or I would go watch that if you, if you haven't seen it. Um, and that, that you want it response-driven, okay? Well, so why is somebody going to respond? Well, not because they saw white space. They're going to respond because they saw a reason to respond. So you have to use copy in order to do that, you know, whether it's a good headline or, uh, um, uh, uh, you know, or, or, you know, the copy has to work with this. Bill, this is really, really great. You know, color and rules of advertising, uh, um, you know, test, test, test. Marketing, that's what marketing is all about. Marketing is testing, is that you, te you know, you test uh, um, two ads against each other, that not necessarily that they are, they are totally different, but you test two ads against each other, and they have the same body, same copy, everything like that, but the headlines are different. Which one pulls best? Which one gives the best response? If you don't have a call to action in there, if you don't have a response-driven mechanism in there, then you will never know which one is best. That's another reason why you want to have call to actions. Uh, you know, which one ultimately gets them to buy from you uh, or moves them down, down the, you know, on the conveyor belt, uh, down the funnel uh, to, to work with you. You take that, you take the ad that works best, all right, that's now your control ad. You now bring up another ad, you change the headline again, or you change some component of the copy, just something real, real simple, and then see which one pulls in best, all right? If the new one pulls in best, then the old one goes away. This is now the new control ad. So testing, testing, testing. Um, let's see. Can I give an example of my favorite <laughs> trade show marketing experience? Um, uh, well, I can give you a, uh, uh, a really good, uh, um, let's see. Yeah, I'll give you one. Uh, that, uh, but, but, well, I'll have to think about that. Uh, we should probably do one for you guys that would be trade show related. You know, we're main, you know, mainly the trade show ones are for the exhibitors, but I assume you guys do a lot of trade shows yourselves, or there, or there might be just, you know, might be a lot of exhibitors here as well. Um, and uh, that would be a good topic is to is for me to just go in and say, okay, good examples, bad examples uh, of uh, trade shows. And uh, I would be, uh, uh, and I see uh, some people are saying that yeah, they do a lot of trade shows. So okay, that would be a good topic. We'll put that on the list uh, for. For the future, um, is Evernote private, secure? Evernote is an app. It's just an app uh, that uh, you have on your uh, web, you know, that you can put on your computer, on your smartphone, on your iPad, something like that. You'd have to go in and check and see. Uh, um, uh, it's it's probably one of the most popular apps out there, uh, and uh, um, that that you can use. Uh, and uh, but I would have to, you'd have to check that for yourself. Uh, any difference for international ads? Uh, well, yeah, there is. There are differences, but that that's that's because because there are differences culturally. Uh, there are differences, uh, uh, you know, in, in in the way people think, the way people talk, 
Uh, and so you have to be thinking about how, uh, um, uh, um, you know, it's, it's literally, literally, you know, country to country is, is, is like that. So, uh, yeah, you have to keep that stuff in mind as well. Uh, let's see. So you'd be looking for, yeah, I'm getting a lot of people saying that they would like to have that trade show program. So, okay, yeah, no problem. We can do that. I can slot that in. Uh, um, I've already got next month set up but, uh, um, um, or, or planned. Uh, and uh, I, will, uh, I can probably slot that in for, say, March. How's that sound? I'll make, I'll make the uh, trade show one for you guys March. Uh, do I have a favorite book that lists some of the most common do's and don'ts with international marketing? Wow, you're really getting into a different topic now. Um, I don't have any specific favorite books for international marketing itself. I'll have to give that some thought. Um, but, Kate, if you want to... Uh, 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 if you want to send me your email or something, then I can uh, uh, come up with that thought. Let's see. So we're getting close to the end here. Um, doo -doo 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 -doo. Um, looking at, see, would I be posting a link to this recorded event? Yep, 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 yep. I'll, I'll put that together for you. Um, and uh, if I don't have it done today, it'll be done tomorrow. I'll send out an email blast to everybody uh, with, with the where you will be able to watch this again. I will also have the visuals all uploaded so you can just download the visuals as well. Um, okay, so I'm getting, you know, yes, 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 yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, all right, so, okay, if there aren't any more questions, um, copywriting is a very, uh, it's, it's, it's a complicated thing, uh, but if you take, if you take just uh, a couple of the things that I talked about today and work on them and test them and see what type of response you get. I mean, even in, even in uh, emails, for example, uh, getting the uh, open rates higher because you have a better subject line. Well, that's, that means you have a better headline. Uh, and uh, don't, you know, don't ever assume, don't, uh, one of the things that drives me crazy about businesses, even trade associations, is that I'll, they'll, say, they'll say, oh, well, we're averaging, you know, 27% open rate, and that's higher than, uh, that, that's higher than, that, than the average. I'll say, I don't care. You know what? If we're getting 27%, well, let's make it 37%. And then when we, and by testing and working on the headlines and working on the direct mail, you know, the subject lines, and make it, and, and get the open rate up. And if I get it up to 37%, well, doggone it, I want to get it up to 47%. See, I mean, it's, it's, I don't care what the norm is. I really do not care what the norm is because I am, I don't ever want to be normal. I want to be above normal. Uh, and uh, uh, so, uh, uh, so I'm I'm always pushing pushing the envelope for that stuff, uh, and you sh you should too. Oh gosh, um, as international as IMTS does attract a lot of international visitors, perhaps a webinar on marketing to them would be appropriate. Absolutely, good good point, Jennifer. In fact, I'm sure that's on our our list for the exhibitor for the uh, um, uh, IMTS exhibitors. I'm sure we'll be talking about that. Uh, can anyone become a great copywriter? Uh, I will say that anybody can become an above-average copywriter. Anyone can be any anybody can be a very good copywriter. Uh, great copywriters are uh, um, hard to come. You know, they are they are amazingly high-paid people. You know, the guy that wrote that that uh, letter for the Wall Street Journal. Great copywriters. Um, 
don't just write copy. They they also get percentages of sales for direct direct mail pieces that they do, or ads that they do, or things like that, because they are so much in demand. I mean, they're they're extraordinarily high high paid. I know copywriters who are who are paid a million dollars to write a letter. So, uh, um, great copywriter. I would say it's that's hard to say, but yes. Anybody can become a very good copywriter just be, because there are sem, you know there are simple things that you can learn. It just takes a little bit of time, but you, but one by one you can do that. All right, let's see. Wow, I can't believe all these things. Uh, do I have a link for the well? I'll put. I'm going to put the uh, Wall Street Journal uh, letter on the web page that I set up for the replay and everything like that. So okay, that's it, gang. I got to cut it off because we are after uh, nine o'clock my time, twelve o'clock uh, Eastern time. Uh, but uh, thank you all for being here today. It was a great, uh, uh, a lot of great questions. Uh, glad you were here. Uh, remember, next month, uh, put this down on your calendar, February 11th. I'm going to talk about how to do webinars with Google Hangouts. Uh, you know, most webinar companies charge an arm and a leg to uh, to use them. Well, right now, because because Google has uh, started Hangouts, you can do webinars for free, and I'm going to show you how to do that. Uh, in next month's program. Um, in fact, I might even do it on Google Hangouts uh, and show you how to do that. With that, my name is Steve Miller. Uh, this is how you can get a hold of me, my email address. Uh, be sure to go to my blog, get more marketing tips and ideas there at twohatmarketing.com. And uh, that's my daughter, Kelly, better known as Kelly's dad. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for all your questions. Thank you. Uh, tell all your friends so that we can keep on uh, building the success of these web IMTS webinars. Um, be sure to tell IMTS that you love doing this stuff, too. You are very happy with that. This is Steve Miller once again. Go out there and be different, you guys. I'll see you on the Internet. Bye.